0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty.
1: Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that. You love us first. You gave to us because you love us. You sent your son Jesus Christ to die for us, to sacrifice for us at the cross and the whipping post. Father, you love us. You gave us sunshine, rain, four seasons, beautiful mountain to look at, beautiful things, food to eat, oxygen to breathe. You give us job to work and to earn income. You love us. Jesus, you became poor so that we might be rich. Jesus, you took our sickness so that we can be healed. Jesus, you took our sins so that we can be righteous. Jesus, you died so that we can have superabundant life and eternal life in heaven. You love us. Therefore, we want to love you back, Lord, by paying attention to what you say, by living our life for your kingdom, Father. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, I would like to continue to talk about divine protection from last Sunday. And I would like to start from the book of Psalm 91, verses 13 to 14. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. In other words, when the enemy come to attack us, they cannot hurt us. We can trample on them because we have special grace and protection from God. Because he means a believer, you and me. We can put your name in there. You can put your name in. Pastor Caesar has set his love upon me, upon God. Therefore, I will deliver Caesar, and I will set him on high because he has known my name. Last Sunday... <laughs> We learned that we need to do our part to receive God's protection. We need to, number one, believe that God is our protector and confess with our mouth. On Friday night, we were driving to Jakima to visit our granddaughter. And right after we drove out from the house, we say, God protect us. You are our protector. We confess right away. Not only that, we learned that we should not yield to fear at all. We should walk by faith. And we stay under his covering or his wings, which means we submit our life to his leadership, his lordship. We submit our life in the church, in the local church, that we have the spiritual covering and protection. Not only that, we confess and believe that God charges angel to guide us and to protect us. And we learn from verse 14 here that we love the Lord more than our own life. And he warned us. He gives us warning and we should listen to his warning. When we love God, God will do his part. In verse 15, this is what he would do. He shall call upon me. When we face trouble and hardship, we call upon the Lord and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Wow, I love this scripture. And I will deliver him and honor him. When we are attacked by the enemy, when we face trouble and difficult situation, and dangerous situation, we call on the Lord and say, God, help me, protect me. And God will do his part. He will come, protect us, deliver us from the hardships. How many people believe that you can trust God and you can count on God's promises. How many people believe that? If you do your part. You need to do your part. You love God. You listen to his warning and you say, God, you are my protector. And you can count on him to come to you, to deliver you, to help you, to protect you and save you from the, the difficulty situation. It's a normal way and it's a common way that he protects us by giving us words of warning. He gives us the words of warning. And our job is to really surrender to him, listen to his warning, heed his warning, and obey him instead of being rebellious against him. In Second Kings chapter 6, verses 9 to 18, we learn about God's warning here. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Elisha, the man of God, sent words of warning. Beware of passing that place because the Aramians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. If you continue to read the story, the king of Aram was very mad about this because he could not destroy the king of Israel and his soldiers. So he sent his army to the house that Elisha stayed. And even that, God protected Elisha by sending more angels than the other side. Actually, in this scripture, the Bible says that um, the Lord opened the servant's eyes in verse 17. And he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. More angels protect Elijah than the other side. So you can see that God sent angels to protect Elisha, And not only that, Elisha called to the Lord, prayed to the Lord, and the Lord strike these people with blindness, and they have to leave. God protected Elisha. God protected the king and the soldier of Israel. By warning them. And time after time, because the king of Israel listened to the warning of the Lord, they were protected. Amen? This is a very good story that we learn about God's protection. So let us love the Lord. Let us cry now to the Lord for his protection. And he will deliver us every time. Amen? Sometime, in certain situations, God needs to perform spectacular signs and wonders in order to save us out from something. Maybe He lift us up out of something and put us somewhere. Spectacular signs and wonders. He can perform those signs and wonders. But however, normally, He protects us by giving us simple warning. Don't go there, don't invest there. Don't get involved with those people. Don't date with that person. You're going to be in trouble. Or don't hook up to these people. Wait. Don't go yet. Wait for two more days. Change your ticket. Don't fly today. Wait two more days. He will give us the warning and the direction so that we can avoid big problems or dangers. He can deliver us by warning. I believe with all my heart that many young believers or young people who believe in God die too soon because they did not listen to the warning of God. I believe that God will warn all of his children inside their heart or maybe through somebody else. But so many people are stubborn and they don't want to listen to God and they get involved in something and bad things happen. They did not listen to the warning of God. And people make this kind of comment, Oh God, why did you send this calamity and this trouble to this person? And he died and his family got upset. God, why did you allow this terrible thing happen to this young sister? Why did you allow this accident happen to that mommy and she died? And they put their fist up to God and they shake their fist against God. And some people try to explain with unbiblical reason. They rationalize, oh, maybe God loved that 14-year-old kid. And God wants to take his life to heaven sooner so that he can spend time with God in heaven. This is unbiblical explanation. In fact, the problem is they did not listen to the warning of the Lord. Our God is a good God. He never kills anybody. He never destroys anybody. He never steals from anybody. But we have the enemy of our soul. Somebody on this planet Earth. That is the devil. He come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And he sent his army into this world, into the society, into the world in order to kill, to steal, and to destroy people. I remember a testimony from a Christian lady in Thailand. This lady has the special gift of seeing vision. And she was in her car and saw a couple on the motorcycle. And she looked at that motorcycle. She saw a demon on the shoulder of the husband who was driving the motorcycle. And that demon pulled him down like this and the motorcycle fell both the husband and the wife got severely injured because demon caused the accident to that couple my brother and sister we should not give the foothold to the devil we should not play around with sin and do something bad we should put ourselves under the protection of god in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 26 and 27 And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Anger is not good. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. The Bible says that we should not give the foothold to the devil because he come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He put up the trap, put up the snare. He put the set up to destroy us, to kill us. That's why we should not be led by anger. We should be led by the Holy Spirit. If we are led by the Holy Spirit, we listen to his warning, we will be protected. I like what Psalm 31, this is one of my favorite scripture. Psalm 31 verses 1 to 4. I come to you, Lord, for protection. Never let me be defeated. You are a righteous God. Save me, I pray. Hear me. Save me now. Be my refuge to protect me. My defense to save me. You are my refuge and defense. Guide me and lead me. As you have promised, keep me safe from the trap that has been set for me. Shelter me from danger. The psalmist know that the devil put the trap to destroy him. And the psalmist say, you guide me. You lead me. Which means you will tell me the warning that I should not go there. I should not get into the trap of the enemy. Amen? Hallelujah. How many people want to miss the trap of the enemy all the time? You want to miss the trap of the enemy? Let God guide you. I read Psalm 91 one more time, verses 14 to 15. Because he has set his love upon me. How many people love God? Raise your hand up. You love God? Okay. Everyone said, I loved you, Lord. Okay. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him, I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. My brother and sister, God can save us by leading us out of the trap, of the setup of the enemy. By giving us words of warning. Yes, God can perform supernatural, spectacular signs to get us out of the trap. Break the trap up. And pull us out of the trap. He can do that. But listen carefully. We don't need to get into that trap. It is much better to avoid the trap than to be in the trap, get hurt first. And God has to break the trap and pull us out from the trap. And when we come out, we have to pay medical bills, car bills, repair the car, big problem. Because we get into the trap of the enemy and the Lord pull us out from the trap. My dear brother and sister, the best way to live is to heed the warning of the Lord and not get into the trap of the enemy. Because if we can miss the trap of the enemy, we don't need to go through down time, a healing time, spending time in the emergency room, in the hospital, save money from the medical bill, Not being hurt is better than being hurt in a trap and God get us out from the trap. Which way you want to choose? First one or second one? Not getting into the trap at all. Avoiding and completely missing the trap is better than being delivered after being put in the trap. We need to walk by faith and listen to God's warning. Do you know that God speaks to you two ways? Number one, by local the Bible. Number two, by Rema. God speaks directly to your heart. What to do, what not to do. And the Bible says, God's word does not return void. The word of God shall prosper, and he will keep his promise. Therefore, when you listen to the voice of God in your spirit about certain situations, you should welcome the Word of God and heed His warning. And if you do that, God is gonna always protect you and deliver you from the hand of the enemy. Amen? When God warns you something, you have two choices being stubborn and do your own things, or you submit. You say, God, tell me. I will do what you say. You can cast down the warning, ignore the warning, override the warning, or you can take heed and follow the warning of the Lord. Have you ever heard people say this way, I actually knew better that I should not have done that. But I did it anyway, and I got into trouble. Why people say I knew better that I should not have done that because they know in their heart they should not do that <laughs> but they're stubborn they want to do their own things and they ignore the warning of the lord the issue of christian life is not god not warning the big issue of our life is god warned but we override it and we get into big trouble this teaching the sermon the topic of this sermon say, don't override God's warning. Don't override God's warning. Unfortunately, so many Christians in the world have never been taught to pay attention to the witness of the spirit on the inside of their heart. I have a series, more than 25 sermons, called Spirit-Led Living. Called Spirit-Led Living. I would like to encourage you to listen to that series again and again. Being led by the Spirit is one of the most important things you need to study. And it's one of the most important things of your life that you need to practice. Because it's going to save you. He's going to guide you to the right place. So many believers are so concerned about being in the gym and exercise their physical muscle. They like to really develop their mind. They study the Bible with mental things. Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this. Ooh, so good, so good. They exercise their mind, but their spirit is weak. They're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. They're so smart. They think that they know everything. But the problem is this. You will never know enough to make all the choices correctly based on what you know. Because what you know compared to what God knows is very little. God knows everything. The Holy Spirit knows the future. Know what's going on in people's heart. Therefore, we should be led by the Spirit. We should not be led by our smartness and our own knowledge. Our knowledge and understanding are very limited compared to the knowledge of God. Amen? Be led by the Spirit. Listen to His warning. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. My dear brother, and sister, we need to be led by the Spirit in our heart. Look to the inside. This is how I live every day. When I get a phone call or when I face something, God, tell me what I should do. What I should say. Should I keep my mouth shut? Should I say something? Should I do this and do that? This morning I got a phone call around 5.30 a.m. from the patient. And I need to resolve the problem for him. So I listen to God right away. God, what should I do in this situation? I need to be led by the spirit of God. I need to pay attention to what he's saying. I should not ignore his warning. Because if I'm stubborn and ignore his warning, I can get into big trouble. I can get involved in a car wreck, and I may lose money. I may get involved in big problems and losing money, something like that. Therefore, this teaching mainly to encourage you to be led by the Spirit and listen to the warning of the Lord. Don't ignore it, don't cast it down, don't treat the voice of God in your heart concerning the warning against the trap of the enemy lightly. Some Christians are spiritual. They're so spiritual. They can hear the voice of the Spirit all the time. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They speak in tongues. They're very spiritual, but (laughs) they are stubborn. Even though the Holy Spirit told them something, they still do their own things. I want to read a story in the Bible about two spiritual persons, what happened to them. This is the reason why I tell you the truth as a senior pastor of this church and of this ministry. I appreciate Bible knowledge. I appreciate the anointing. I love to study Bible. And I love to have more anointing in my life. The more anointing, the better. But if you know me long enough, I focus more on character. Character is important because people can be messed up with the anointing and with the knowledge of the Bible. I will not allow anybody to come and preach on the pulpit here if they don't have good character because they can pass bad character to you. Character, rebellion, doing wrong things, doing their own thing, They know the Holy Spirit. They can speak in tongues, but they follow their flesh. They are the fleshly people, not spiritual, submissive, godly people. And there are those people in the world right now. I'm very sensitive about character more than anything else. 1 Kings chapter 13, I'm going to read a story to you about two spiritual men and something bad happened here concerning the warning of the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 1 to 5. First Kings, chapter 13, verses 1 to 5, at the Lord's command, a man of God from Judah, this is a prophet of God, he was anointed, he was used by God, went to Bethel, arriving there just as Jeroboam was approaching the altar to burn incense. At that time, the children of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, split into two countries, Judah and Israel. The people in Judah still follow God, but the king of Israel, Jeroboam, walked away from God and built many altars and idols. He did not want the people in Israel to go to Jerusalem to worship the almighty God. So he demanded people in Israel to worship idols, and the whole country backslid, walked away from God. So now he's going to, Approached the altar to burn incense to the idol. Then at the Lord's command, he shouted. So the man of God from Judah, the prophet, shouted, O altar! He pointed to the altar. O altar, altar! This is what the Lord says. A child named Josiah will be born into the dynasty of David. On you, on the altar, he will sacrifice the priests from the pagan tribes who come here to burn incense and human bones will be burned on you. That same day, the man of God gave a sign to prove his message. He's going to perform signs and wonder now. He said, the Lord has promised to give this sign. This altar will split apart, and its ashes will be poured out on the ground. When King Jeroboam heard the man of God speaking against the altar at Bethel, he pointed to him and shouted, seized that man, arrest him, put him in jail, killed him. But instantly, the king's hand became polarized in that position. And he could not pull it back. The hand polarized. God penalized him. God touched him. God performed spectacular signs and wonders immediately to show that God is bigger than the idol's. The false God. At that same time, a white crack appeared in the altar, and the ash poured out, just as the man of God has predicted in his message from the Lord. Wow. There was a powerful, spectacular, immediate manifestation of God's power on that day. The whole place and the kingdom of Israel were shaken. The king was shaken. Wow, this man was famous now. He became like a hero, like a rock star now. He say something, miracle happened. Verse 6, the king cried out to the man of God, please ask the Lord your God to restore my hand again. So the man of God prayed to the Lord. Wow, he was merciful. And the king's hand was restored, and he could move it again. The king backslid. He worshiped idols. And God judge him, make him polarized in his hand. And he asked for God mercy. The man of God, the prophet, prayed to God, God answered, and healed him with mercy. You see, God is serious here about worshiping idol. Now, look at verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8. Then the king said to the man of God, come to the palace with me. Oh, now he is a celebrity. Oh, famous. He performed signs and wonders. He shook the whole nation. The king want to have dinner with him now. And have something to eat. And I will give you a gift. But the man of God, this young prophet, said to the king, even if you gave me half of everything you own, I will not go to you. I would not eat or drink anything in this place? Was the man of God clear about what the Lord told him not to do? Did the Lord God give him a warning? Yes. He was very clear. He got the clear message from the Lord. Don't stay there. Don't take anything. Don't eat with anybody in battle. Hurry home. Get out of here as soon as possible. The Lord was the one who spoke to him a clear warning message. Look at verse 9 and 10. For the Lord gave me this command, you must not eat or drink anything while you are there, and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. So, he left Bethel and went home another way. So, at the beginning, He obeyed the warning words of the Lord. You remember, God warned the wise men who came to visit Jesus when he was young to go home another way. So God protected Jesus and the wise men by warning words. God warned this man, don't go back the same way and don't eat in any house. Look at the story, continue to say let me read from verse 11 on. 1 Kings 13, 11. As it happened, there was an old prophet living in Bethel. His sons, the Bible call him prophet. He was anointed. He experienced the voice of God. He is the really man of God. But if you read story later on, you find out that he's a backsliding man of God. <laughs> As it happened, There was an old prophet living in battle, and his sons came home and told him what the man of God had done in battle that day. They also told their father what the man of God had said to the king. The old prophet asked them, which way did he go? So they showed their father which road the man of God had taken. Quick, saddle the donkey, the old man said. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he mounted it. Then he, the old prophet, rode after the man of God and found him sitting under a great tree. The old prophet asked him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Then he said to the man of God, come home with me and eat some food. So he's famous now. People need his signature now. Come to my home. I want to spend time with a very famous man from Judah who performed signs and wonders in front of the king of Israel. Wow. When the Lord tells you to do something, the enemy will come and try to get you off from the Lord's direction. The enemy can use unbelievers to talk to you. The enemy can use believers to talk to you. The enemy can use even pastors to talk to you a prophet, an evangelist, and pastor and teacher to talk to you. This is why I emphasize character is important, not just title in the church, not just about your hate knowledge, your anointing. The man of God need to have the character of yielding to God, have the fear of God, and not saying lying words and doing bad things. Amen. Amen. So this is why we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Even if Pastor Lao and Pastor Da tell you something, you still need to check my words inside your spirit, whether what I say is right or not. Why? Because I'm a human being, and I can deal to my flesh, and I can deal to the surrounding situation, and I can speak things out from my own idea. Not from the Holy Spirit. And I can be used by the devil to say something wrong. That's why hate knowledge is not enough. Even Satan know the Bible more than you. Hate knowledge is not enough. Anointing is not enough. But the character, are you living in the fear of God? Do you really repent of your sin every day? Amen? Now, look at the story, continue. First Kings 13, 16-17. No, I cannot, he replied. I am not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place. For the Lord gave me the command. You must not eat or drink, he said, second time already, third time actually, anything while you are there. And do not return to Judah by the same way you came. Wow, he confirmed again the words of warning toward him. Don't eat it in anybody, go home another direction. Did he know? The warning words from the Lord. Was he a prophet? Did he hear from the Lord Himself? He knows that he should not eat with anybody. You remember the story of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God spoke to them, "Hey, son and daughter, don't eat the fruit of that tree." The devil show up and say, "Are you sure?" That you don't eat from that tree. And Adam and Eve, instead of heeding the warning of God, they listen to the devil. And big trouble come afterward. That's why it's so dangerous to ignore, override the warning of the Lord. And listen to the devil. We must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and know exactly what God tells us to do. Verse 18. Now we come to the big time of story here. But the old prophet, the Bible did not say the old false prophet, the old prophet, the real prophet answered. I am a prophet too, just as you are. And An angel gave me this command from the Lord, bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. Character. He was anointed. He know how to hear the voice of God. But he was lying. His character was bad. Evil. Can a leader like me have bad character? Yes. That's why precision in the church is not the whole thing. God, look at your character. Why at that time, God told this man, the man of God here, the young man not to eat or to go to anybody's house. Do you know why? Let me give you some spiritual insight here. You need to understand that this man of God represented the Father in heaven. He came to Israel as the representative or ambassador of God. And God knew that the king of Israel, and the people in Judah, including this prophet, this old prophet, backslid and walked away from God. They were ungodly people. And God said that my ambassador, my representative, must not fellowship with these people, must not spend time eating with these people. What we can learn in this story is that be careful. You are the representative of God in this world. Don't partner, don't hang around with a lot of ungodly people All the time. You need to be be careful with your friendship with ungodly people. Number two, you need to understand this. When you treat God's servant that God sent to you to minister to you, you need to be careful don't abuse that minister. Because if you touch that minister, you are touching God himself. And God take it personally. Amen? That's why they're not touching any pastor in the world. I will not criticize any pastor. It's not my business. I don't want to touch God's anointed representative from God, from him. Amen? Okay, so at that time, God said, don't stay around there. But why the king and this old prophet wanted to spend time with this man? Because he was in the rock star status now. He was popular. His news of miracle working power spread all over Israel. He was very famous. Everyone wanted to spend time with him, wanted to talk to him. Wow, this guy is so anointed. He has credibility and popularity. So people want to have dinner with him now. But the Lord told him, you must not stay and eat with anybody. Even though you're popular now, don't stay. (laughs) Be careful. If you're popular, people will try to lure you to do something. You need to say no if God say no. Amen? The old prophet was a real prophet too. He had known the prophecy of God. He must have been used by God in the past. But when people have been used by God in the past, it doesn't mean that they continue to follow God and continue to walk in the spirit. They can walk in the flesh. They can do all bad things too. I have seen that in my life. I've seen so many good pastors who later on use church to do uh, the direct sale, to make money for themselves, all these things. People can backslide and do wrong things, even though they used to be very powerful servant of God. You have to be led by the Spirit. Amen? Don't go by just position, hate knowledge, and anointing. Okay, look at the Bible, continue to say. First King, chapter 13, verse 18 to 21. But the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too, just as you are. And an angel gave me this command from the Lord, bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. So they went back together and the man of God ate and drank at the prophet's home. Then while they were sitting at the table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. Now the real message, the real prophetic word come to the old prophet. He cried out to the man of God from Judah, this is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command of the Lord your God gave you. Can a leader or a servant of God speak 50% from the flesh? And 50% from the Holy Spirit. Yes. (laughs) That's why all of us need to listen to the Holy Spirit. When somebody says something, you need to touch. And check with the Spirit inside you, the Holy Spirit. To see what he says is biblical and heavenly or not. Of God's will or not. Amen. Even Pastor Lau. You have to be careful. I'm a man. I can speak wrong thing. So you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because a man like me can yield to the enemy, can yield to the flesh, and can yield to the Holy Spirit. I try my best. I hope 99.99% of my life, I yield to the Holy Spirit, not to the flesh. I hope so. I want to grow in my character of being a spirit-filled and spirit-led leader. Amen? Verse 21 and 22. Now, almost end of the story. He cried out to the man of God from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command of the Lord your God gave you. In other words, he overwrote the warning of God. He disobeyed God. You came back to this place and ate and drank where he told you not to eat or drink. Because of this, Your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. When you listen to that statement, your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. You can interpret many ways. You can say, oh, I can live another 40, 50 years. But one day I die 50 years from now, but my body is somewhere else, so my body will be buried somewhere else, not in Judah. You can interpret that way. So what he say it means everything okay. Your body will be buried somewhere else. But look at what happened. Verses 23 to 25. After the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the old prophet saddled his own donkey for him. And the man of God started off again. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. He died. Because he overrode the warning of the Lord. His body lay there on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Picture. Dead man. The, the lion standing there looking at his body. The donkey standing there looking. Okay. Imagine this way. People who passed by saw the body lying in the road. And the lion standing beside it. And they went and reported in Bethel where the old prophet lived. What happened in this scripture is a sign from God. Thinking about this in the real natural way. When a lion hit this man, bam, bite him, killed him. Normally the lion would also kill the donkey as well. And the the donkey would have run away. Disappear. While he was killing the man, the donkey disappeared. Is that right? Not only that, after he killed the man, he should enjoy the dinner. Wow, good food here from Judah. But what happened after he died? His body was sitting there. And the lion did not run away. The donkey did not run away. They were both standing there. And people walk by, the lion did not hurt the people who walked by, just standing there, looking. Is this a supernatural sign? It's supernatural. To show to the people in Bethel that, because this man, even though he was a man of God, he was anointed, but he overrode the warning of God. And he got into big trouble. God wants to show us in this story this is a really interesting story to all of us in this generation. God gives you the message. God tells you what to do, not what to do. God warns you. God said this and that. You have two choices. You say, yes, Lord, I obey. I will do what you say. Or you say, ah, oh, God is gracious to me. He understands me. Sometimes people like to quote this kind of word. He understands me. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. He is gracious. He can understand me. I don't need to obey him. And what happened? Even though your reasoning looked legitimate, even though it looked reasonable, but you get into the trap of the enemy and you get into big trouble. My brothers and sisters, the man of God here recognized that the old prophet is a real prophet. And he listened to this old prophet more than listened to God. That's why he got into big trouble. Therefore, please be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Spirit of God. Even though human being can tell you something, out of love, out of concern, and that person may speak from the Holy Spirit too. But if that person speak from the Holy Spirit, the witness in your heart will agree with that person. I give you an example a long time ago. This is about around 1990. I walk into the church. A lady in our church, I don't remember her name now, She claimed to be a prophet. She acted like a prophet in the church. And she came to me, pastor. God spoke to me. You need to quit your job. Leave this church and go to Japan and start a church in Japan. This is what the Lord said to you. And she said she's a prophet. When I heard her conversation, the spirit in me said, no, you're not leaving this church. You're not quitting your job. You stay here. I said, thank you, thank you. I walk away, and I never did what she told me. And later on, we find out she's a false prophet. She makes so many trouble. We, our church have to discipline her out of the church, kick her out of the church, because she, she sits at home and then call Jesus to come into her bedroom and hug her in the bedroom. It's some weird thing, demonic. This is not real prophet. So demon tried to use her to talk to me to quit this church, and leave the church. You have to be careful when people quote the name of God. You need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Verse 26, when the prophet heard the report, he said, it is the man of God who disobeyed the Lord's command. The Lord had fulfilled his word by causing the lion to attack and killed him. In conclusion, this sermon, when the Holy Spirit leads you, give you warning. Please, obey. No matter what men say, you may have a plan with your friend or your relative to do something on July 1st. And the Holy Spirit told you, don't go there, cancel that trip. And your family and relative come to you and say, hey, we planned this, we bought a ticket, we need to go on July 1st to that place. And you say, I'm sorry, I'm going to cancel my flight. God told me not to go. Actually, I got a message from Switzerland this morning. A member of our, our church there planned to go to Turkey. She planned to, to go to Turkey for vacation. Bought a ticket already. And about a week before she left, God told her, Don't go, you cancel the ticket. She did. She obeyed the Lord. And what happened? Earthquake happened in the area that she wanted to go. God saved her. She heeded the warning of the Lord. Amen? We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Don't let anybody talk you out of what God tells you what to do. I share this story a little bit. I don't blame anybody, okay? This is a real story. I'm sorry I go beyond time. But I think a couple years ago, a good Christian brother came to me and said, you know, I met a very powerful Christian who discipled me, and he is a financial planner. He teach the Bible in the church, and he helped a lot of churches in America and non-profit organizations to invest money, and the investment will be about 30% income. Pastor Lau, why don't you join this guy? He's a Christian. He talks about Jesus all the time. And you join, you invest money with this guy, and you're going to get 30%. And your church should get the saving, join this guy too, because right now millions of dollars in churches in America join this man. I listen, I pray. And God told me, no. And God even told me to tell this brother, no, you take money out right now. Don't invest with this man. Even though he said that he's a Bible teacher, he's a good Christian man, everything, in the he's a leader in the church, I make appointment to meet with this man and say, I believe you need to pull the money out. I, the Lord told me. One week later after I say, that man who claimed to be Bible teacher, leader in the church, got arrested by FBI. Because he cheated all these churches and non-profit organization. And our friend, my friend, lost money. The whole saving was gone. I feel bad. I'm not condemning anybody. Don't take me wrong. This story happened to me. It means that we need to be led by the Spirit. Not by 30% interest. Really, you have to be careful. Even the person who called that I am a Christian man, I'm a Bible teacher, can cheat you. I don't know how many years he have to be in jail, but all the money have shifted to another country already. He came from another country. He's not American. Sad story. Listening to the warning of the Lord. And obey Him. Amen? Amen? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for His protection and warning. Father, fill your church with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us, train us. Show us how to be led by your Holy Spirit. Help us to be sensitive to the warning. So that we can miss the trap of the enemy and we will not get into big trouble, Lord. Lord, I believe this teaching can be a part of saving so many people in this generation. Many brothers and sisters in this church will not get into big trouble, losing life and money and relatives. And Lord, they can enter into the promised land and they will not do like this man of God in 1st King chapter 13, Father. Help us, Lord, to discern who we associate with. Even though people claim to be pastors, teachers, Lord, help us not to just look at the title, not look at only the head knowledge, but help us to discern the spirit and the maturity of people who come to us and talk to us, Lord. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You learned something? Yeah. How many people going to practice what you learned today? Let's stand up and sing this song together.
0: Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place Welcome you, O Holy One Welcome, Holy Spirit Welcome to this place Welcome you, O Holy One Lord, we ask for nothing else only your presence, so oh Lord, would you come and fill this place. Touch us, Lord, please, once again, Spirit of the living God, touch us once again. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. Welcome you, o Holy One. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. Welcome you, O. Holy Only your presence, oh Lord Would you come and fill this place Touch us, Lord, please, once again Spirit of the living God Touch us once again Lord, we ask, Lord, we ask for nothing else only your presence, presence oh, oh Lord, Lord Would you come and fill this place Touch us, Lord, once again Spirit of the living God Touch us once again Lord, we ask for nothing else Only your presence, O Lord Would you come and fill this place Touch us, Lord, please, once again Spirit of the living God Touch us once again Lord, we ask for nothing else Only your presence, oh Lord, would you come and feel this place? Touch us, Lord, please, once again, Spirit of the living God, touch us once again. Lord, we ask for nothing else. Only your presence, Presence, Lord, Lord. would you come and fill this this place? place. Fill us, Lord, please, once again. again. Spirit Spirit of of the living God, God, touch us once again. Fill us, Lord, we ask for nothing nothing else. In your presence, oh, oh Lord. Filled. Lord, would you come and feel this, this place touch us, Lord, please, filled. once again be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Spirit. of the living be sensitive God. to the Holy Spirit, touch us once. Again. Let Let you go Fill heart. Let your praises fill my mouth. Let His face offer up to You sacrifice of praise. Serve the glory, Fire! Jesus, you are Lord.
1: to the Holy Spirit you from today on pray. the Holy
0: Spirit will be so real to you you deserve the glory, glory. Jesus you are oh, fire Lord. Jesus, you alone. Jesus, You alone. Thank You, You are whole Thank You, Jesus. Jesus. Fill him with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill him with the Holy Spirit.
1: Fill him, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill his family. Fill
0: his family with Your Holy Spirit. Jesus, You are Lord. Built, You know how holy. holy. Lord, for Your Holy Spirit. Alone, our worthy. You deserve the glory. Since you are alone fire fire You are Lord. Filth. Oh, Filth. You are a no holy. holy fire. You are a no worthy. You deserve the gold. you You are a whole.
1: Make them spiritual people. Make them spiritual people. Make them Lord. sensitive Lord. to the Holy Spirit. Spiritual mature people.
0: You are a hasty. Shokan karakanskitrayafan. Shore Yalaka Secatari Yalapa, Jesus, you are. Shore
1: Cantari Yalaka Secatari Yalapa Kushkita. Field. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fire.
0: You are filled. You Lord are Holy Fire. You Lord are holy. Yes, Lord.
1: Thank you, Jesus. You Bless this family, Father. Bless them with the presence of the Holy Spirit. That they will be sensitive Jesus, you Be led by the spirit of God All the days of their life They will not make mistake They know what to do Yes Lord Bless this family Fire Fire Yes Lord <laughs> Fire Fire <laughs> Field, yes Lord, fire, yes, Lord Father, Shukanta The Lord said to you, My way is the best way. Follow me, and I will take you out of the situation, and I will bless you. Obey me, follow me. I loved you. I am your creator, your father. Follow my way. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. you, Jesus. Anoint. Increase the capacity, the ability to be led by the Spirit.
0: We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhope.org newhopeinternationalchurch.com International Church.com. I'm so th-